Stoop Stories. Hey, welcome back to Stoop Stories. Really excited to be here with everybody today. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, today we have a, a really important topic we've been talking about a lot it's around Southwind. It's this concept of things don't happen to you, they happen for you. And uh, man, it really hits home for me personally when I think about this because you know, you can't necessarily know in the moment all the time if things are going to work in your favor. But as you take a time to reflect and you look back, you always can find situations that at the time maybe felt really painful or really hard, but really gave you you know, the necessary information, insight, the, uh, the learning that helped you grow and develop. You know, as, as, as you say that, I'm thinking about a couple things. One, you know, if you're writing things down in your journal during these stoop stories, you know, having the creator's mindset is everything in this entire dynamic because you either have a creator's mindset or a victim mindset. If you feel like things are happening, happening to you, then you're a victim. If you think that things are happening for you, you're a creator because you're thinking of ideas that will get you from where you are to where you want to be. And I think specifically about times in my life where I had the victim mindset and I felt that everything was happening to me, mm -hmm. not for me. First and simple examples would be, hell, football. Anybody who's an athlete, at one point they weren't starting. And guess mm -hmm. what they felt? Yeah, wronged. I should be starting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that could have been my middle name in my, in my sports career, mm -hmm. right? I should be starting. They're not giving me the attention I deserve. You, you name it. But when I put on the creator mindset, sat in the driver's seat mm -hmm. and started to do things that equaled me starting in whatever sport I was playing, the circumstances changed. Yeah, so much coming, is coming to me when you're talking about that. I read this quote the other day, and it says that pessimists sound smart but optimists change the world. And I think about the creator mindset versus uh, the victim mindset. A victim mindset is a pessimistic, pessimistic way of looking at life. We're saying things like, hey, this happened to me and I, don't, I can't believe it happened to me, or I did everything right and I'm getting screwed, or so-and-so doesn't understand, instead of looking at it like, well, look, here's where I am right now and I trust that whatever's happening it's for the betterment of my life. And I trust that whatever happens moving forward, I'll have the necessary skills and information to, to thrive, to continue to improve my life. And there's always two ways to look at it. This happened to me or this happened for me. And you can really look at just about any situation that happen, that's happening right now in your life and you can make that conscious decision to change, to change the, the way you're thinking about it. Mm -hmm got passed up for a job. Did that happen to you or happen for you? What do you think? Well, it definitely happened for you. Why? Because why? Because if it should have been you, it would have been 100%, you. A 100% because everybody's in this to win too, right? Yeah, yeah. You, think about the, you think about the football analogy you had. I'm sitting on the bench. You realize that that coach gets paid to win games. And if he loses, guess what happens? He loses his job. He gets fired. And if he has a family, guess what happens to them? They got to move. They got to move. So if the, 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 the game is on the line, the stakes are super duper high, trust and understand that people are going to put the best foot forward that gives them the best opportunity to win and nothing else. Yeah. So if you were ready, you would have been the guy. 
if you had done everything you needed to do in practice ahead of time to prove that you were the guy, you would have been the guy. But you didn't, so you sat. I believe that now. Yes, but it takes time because in that at, at the moment, our ego and our emotions, they flare up and we feel helpless. And we feel like things are you know, affecting us negatively and somebody's responsible for it and we don't ever want to point the finger on at that it's us, that we're the cause. Southwind has helped me point the finger at myself. And what I've learned in my experience, what makes owning the outcomes of everything really challenging because they're happening for us is the amount of work that comes with that type of mindset. If I have the ability to change all of the outcomes in my life, that's going to require some hard work. Yo, let me give you a quick tip and something I think about often when I'm put in a position that I'm that's unfavorable, you know, or like I'm doing something I don't want to do or I'm, you know, in a place I don't want to be. I, I, I think, what, what am I supposed to be learning from this? That's what I ask myself internally. Like, what am I supposed to be learning right now? Uh, that puts me in the creator mindset, right? Because just like everybody, I'm not immune to feeling salty or shitty about any a varying amount of different things. Like there's going to be things that come up even in my life where I'm like, damn, this is some bullshit. But then I stop myself and I think, what am I supposed to be learning here? And that simple question shifts my mind and starts to have me thinking uh, about or having a higher sense of awareness on what is positive or what can I take away from it. That way I don't lose, I just learn. That's really good. I think in that moment that you're talking about, having someone to leverage to say, hey, am I thinking about this the right way that is a believable party? Super important. You know, in this, in this, uh, it was funny. So Hen and I, we, we did, we met up. I surprised her. We did a happy hour. We went on a date last mm -hmm. night. And what was really awesome about it was the conversation. Mm -hmm. We actually talked about um, going from the stoop to where we are mm -hmm. today and the conversations that we used to have versus the conversations that we have. Yeah, now. what were those conversations, what they used to sound like? Victim, victim. So literally, you know, the, the inspiration for the name of, of this podcast came from the stoop that I started on and she joined me mm -hmm. there and she was working at the bar at the time and, um, and that's where we, we met. So she came, joined me on the stoop. We did stoop activities on the stoop. My favorite drink was Patron. We may or may not have had something else there with us. We won't get into all that oh, jazz, yeah, but, we, but smoke okay. was going up in the oh, air. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. All right, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yes. And at the time, everything was happening to us. Woe is me. Look at what the judge is doing. I don't got enough money. I'm getting passed upon promotions. Mm -hmm. I didn't get this job, and I applied for it. You know, you name it. Finances aren't right. My parenting schedule isn't right. The world is against me, and yeah. I don't know why. Um, so I was effective at throwing pity parties. Only, only problem was no one was coming except me and Hannah. And our lives went nowhere. And our conversations were all about things that we felt we had no control over. Yeah. Look at all these things happening, and we have no influence over them. Now we're in a creator mindset where all we talk about is ideas and situations that are happening in real time and what we should be learning mm -hmm. from them. And that puts us in the driver's seat. So even when we miss the mark, we actually didn't miss because we gathered mm -hmm. very uh, vital information that was worth whatever it cost us at the time because it happened for us. And if it didn't happen, we wouldn't have learned the fucking lesson. And we would have been not as, not as uh, informed as we are current state, ultimately. So, you know, that conversation last night was creator 
uh, a creator's conversation where we're talking about ideas, what we've learned from things that have happened to us because they actually happened for us. You want to know something interesting is that, uh, you know, when you've shifted yourself to a creator mindset, having the conversations about like when somebody has a victim mindset or they're like, man, it's hard to sit there in Mm -hmm. that because like, you know, I've, I've caught myself being in, in a, you know, several conversations where, you know, my mindset's not aligned with the mindset of the Mm -hmm. person that that I'm speaking with. And they'll complain about normal stuff, man, all the things they have to do in their lives and all the trouble that's happening and all, and, and I find myself wanting to solve their problems for, for them, which is probably the wrong thing to do. But, you know, my, I think our goal here is to help people elevate where they are from where they are mentally to where they can be. And I think th- that starts by information. So us providing that information, it's no doubt to me that there's people listening on this call that they're going through some something tough right now. There's hard shit happening in everybody's life. And how they're looking at that, whether it be woe is me and poor me and I'm a victim here or man, this is an opportunity. Where is the learning here? Those two things will be the difference between winning and losing, mm-hmm. success and failure. Mm-hmm. And so our goal here is as we as we continue to do stoop stories or we continue to, you know, operate our organization even. So it's like how many people can we shift from that victim mindset of things happening to them to the creator mindset of things happening for them? And I think our success as an organization will be directly proportional to the amount of people that we have thinking like a creator, thinking as also I say like an owner. You know, a, it, an owner thinks of things in a way where it allows them to make moves, make decisions, because they believe it's within their control. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, I mean, ownership, I control, right? Like, and then there's this other component where like, I would call like, we didn't even call them uh, employees, but like an employee mindset or uh, 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 where it's like, I work for him and he tells me what to do, which I hate, I hate that. Because we work together and only by us working together can we achieve the outcome. It'll never come by me telling you what to do and you just doing what I say because awareness will be low there and if awareness is low success is not likely to come behind it so we need a higher sense of awareness and as we as we do that it's all about us having meaningful conversations like we're having right now Mm -hmm. helping bring as many people as we possibly can to the other side because most people start it's easy to start in a victim mindset it's easy to be there because I don't have to own the outcome. Somebody did that to me. It had nothing to do with me. And I get off the hook. I let myself off the hook. I don't take ownership or responsibility for my life. And because I didn't take ownership and responsibility for my life, guess what? It ain't my fault. I don't have to. That's not my fault. The room's dirty shit. I didn't do it. Somebody else. The maid didn't come. Somebody didn't clean it. And I would say it seems easy to live in that lane. But I like to say it's all fun and games until it's five years from now. Yeah. And you have to and you have to exist in the environment that you had worked to create. Yeah, progress is what we're all looking for here. Everybody in every role in every place in America, across the country, in the world. Everybody wants to move forward. I've never asked the question to a group of people, hey, who wants to have more out of life and nobody raised their hand? Everybody always raises their hand in the air and says, hey, that's me. I want more. I want to have more in my life. I want to be somebody. I want to do something. But then they leave that moment in time and they do nothing. 
They own nothing. They don't own it in their mind. And it starts with you having direct ownership of everything in your life. Everything that's happened to you or happening to you right now, you can choose to own that and move forward. Or you can choose to make make believe that somebody else is doing it to you. Because the truth is nobody's doing it to you but yourself. That's the facts. When you were on the stoop, you know who put your ass on the stoop? I did. You put your ass on the stoop. And you brought Hannah with you. And that often happens. You know, it often happens with people you love bring you down and don't lift you up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and to that point, you know, I would ask the listeners at this time, write down your top three gripes right now. Write them down. Identify what they are. Mm-hmm. And then next, think about who you have conversations with, who you're around the most. Because to your point, yeah, I, I, I pulled her down with me. We, we were on the stoop together. I'd also pulled my sons down with mm-hmm. me because they spent time with me during that time and they were influenced by my leadership. And other than that, the only other people around me were people who would buy the same type of bullshit or had the same type of mindset. So your yeah. three gripes is probably what you think about and talk about a lot. Who yeah. are you thinking with and mm-hmm. talking to would yeah. be my next question. Well, let me tell you what it should sound like. Give me three gripes. We'll start three separate gripes and I'll... And I'll hopefully be able to show you the way I would think about it or the way I think you should be thinking about it. Three normal gripes that a human being traditionally has. Man, my money ain't right. Okay. The way I would say it is, I need to get more organized with my, my, my management of my, my resources. I do make money. What I do with my money matters, okay? So I need to take control of how I spend it. I know right now I'm wasting a lot of money on DoorDash delivery or food or whatever it is, or I'm buying shit that I shouldn't get it. I need to, I don't have to stop doing everything, but I need to reduce it so I can get my money right. Also, I need to understand what it takes to make more money at my, where I'm currently operating. And if that's not on the table, I need to switch, find a different opportunity where the ceiling is higher, right? And that's the way you should be thinking about it. Not my money's not right. These are the things I can do to make my money right. I like that. I like that. This is an entrepreneurial podcast, so we'll go, man, I, I don't have enough jobs. I don't have enough stuff. jobs? Great. Okay. So I don't have enough jobs. If I'm slow today, I have a couple choices. All right? First and foremost, I can sit there and do nothing, or I can go out and find opportunity. I never met a guy who could find opportunities from behind their desk. Like if you're an entrepreneur in a home service business, for instance, you need jobs. Unless you're a great outbound dialer, then you need to get your ass up and do something. And if you don't have jobs today, you also have people. And your people, you have to expand. You can't subtract. Yeah, you might not have jobs today, but you have 5 to 12 to 15 to 20 people. Like you are only one person, but if 20 people are out there looking for opportunities, it's a lot easier to find. So I'm going to inspire my team, and we're going to go hunt today. No jobs, so great. this is a great opportunity for us to hunt. We ain't hunted in a while. It's time to dust off our claws and our fangs and go find some fucking food. I like it. I like it. Um, last one, which I think is, is pertinent. This was actually a real gripe that I think I gave you this week. <laughs> Man, trying to gain alignment with my significant other. She want me to do everything. Yeah. There's not enough of me to go around. Yeah, so uh, I would say like, Man, first off, grateful that I have somebody who wants me around. Mm. How do I ensure that I'm doing my part and we're aligned moving forward? And that starts by me spending the time necessary to understand what the expectations are mm. and then working hard to meet them because I, 
Because at the end of the day, do you want your significant other to be happy? 100%. Okay, happiness comes by expectations being met. Yeah. But if you don't know the expectations, really hard to meet them. Yeah, man, that, that's that, three great examples, three great responses. And it all points back to who are you having these conversations with? A lot of times when you're in the victim mindset where you feel that things are happening to you, you're having the conversation with yourself in your own mm -hmm. head, and then you're giving yourself the response. And if you're not thinking right, you're not going to validate or course correct yourself mm -hmm. appropriately. And in that moment where I, I reached out and it was about, you know, leaving, leaving work at a specific time and timing is everything. And yeah. I'm like, and you, and, and I tried to pull you down with me and you didn't, you didn't buy the bullshit. You actually said, yeah, you, you need to find a way to do it all. Yeah, because all parts matter in this scenario. So you need to do you need to do both. Yeah. Somebody and, asked me the other day, you know, like, hey, there's a work life balance thing out there, which I understand the term. But I, like life is about priority. It's not about balance. You, you know, balance comes by way of managing your priorities effectively. So like my family likes to my wife, she loves to go on vacation. I like going on vacation, too. But a lot of times I'm super fucking busy. We got a lot of stuff going on here. And so I get this internal feeling where I don't want to go. Right, I don't want. I got stuff to do, but I go anyway for her. And I had to recognize a, a while back that, you know, like relationships are incredibly important. And if she's unhappy, it makes me unhappy. So I need to do things that make her happy and still manage to do the things I need to do professionally. And I do them at the same time. I make time. I might wake up early. My family sleeps till seven. So if that means I got to get up at six, I get an hour worth of work. There's different times throughout the day on the vacation where I can manage to do the things I need to do and still be there. Um, and like, also it reminded me that I need to build scale, scale in my business. If this is what's important to my wife, uh, then it's important that I can do it. So if I'm going to be able to do it, I have to teach other people how to operate like I operate. And if I can do that, then I can have the time and the flexibility and therefore we can have success, a successful marriage and a successful business you, at the same you time. You nailed it. So if you lack scale in your organization, whose responsibility you is that? are. You're responsible for yeah. building the scale, for teaching the people. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love this conversation. I think it's, it's so important because people are like, dealing with this every single day. And you made this comment about you know, you're you know, really tussling in your own mind first. And then it's likely the next step, next likely step is to find somebody to agree with you. Mm -hmm. So everybody wants to find someone to agree with you. It's rare that you seek somebody that you think will not agree with you. Mm -hmm. Like that's rare. M most people don't do that. Most people will find a group of people, they call them what? Yes men, right? That's the word. You got your yes men, the people who agree with you, right? Like that's a real term that was built like, that's from like, early, like early 1900s. Like these are a group of yes men, right? Or company men is what they would call them. Like, yeah. So like those are a group of people who agree with you. Most people seek those people out because they don't want to be wrong. The right thing to do is seek somebody with an op opposite perspective and ask them. Or a group of people with varied perspectives that are in varied levels of their life. Ask them yeah. what they think and then yeah. see how the response differs from what you're talking about in your mind. All right, you, you nailed it. So we'll, we'll go back and forth on this one. Tons of great information exchanged on the podcast so far. Let's narrow it down to what next? You heard the podcast. We're at this point. Yeah. What the hell do I do after the podcast stops? Well, first thing you do is you buy the book As a Man Thinketh. Mm. Okay, so buy, buy that book. I think it's James Allen that, that, wrote, yep. that wrote that book. It's super short read, like 80 pages of, of content. Uh, and, and start recognizing that like it all starts inside your mind first. Mm. 
and as you think, that's how as you go. So that's the first thing I would do. So gather a little bit of information, quick and easy information that maybe starts to shape your perspective. Second thing I would do is try to increase my awareness so I know when I'm, you know, when I'm bitching to myself and I'm trying to feel sorry for myself because it's going to happen several times a day. Anytime my ego gets affected mm -hmm. and then ask myself, what am I supposed to learn here? All right. Yeah. I got, I got number three. Um, the single most important thing you can do, complete your intentional path. Mm -hmm. If you're a part of the Southwind organization, your leader has it. Contact me. I'll get it to you. You have to execute this because you'll catch yourself doing that when you've identified mm -hmm. who you want to become, yeah. what you value, what you prioritize, and you go back to that frequently mm -hmm. and that will change your life. Yeah, I mean, it, it, in really the book will. we talked about, As a Man Thinketh, goes directly into that. And, you know, you, we talk about outwitting the devil calls it a definite and purpose. Uh, you know, this, that he, this uh, James Allen calls it something else, but still same concept. Yeah. Like we have to have intention in our life. What are we trying to do each day, each week, each month, each year? What's the aim? If you have no target, it's impossible to hit it. Yeah, you nailed it. So those three things, you do that, you change your life and get on mm -hmm. a better trajectory. Things don't happen to you, Josh. They happen for you. So get out the stoop. Let's make it happen. Stoop stories. <laughs>